Thank you for listening to this program. I'm reading in James a statement I, I know we all know. Uh, the, the effectual or the fervent prayer of, of a righteous man avails much. Avail is it does good. And he goes on to say, this is James' last chapter, last verses of that chapter. Elijah was a man, or Elias, either way you want to say, subject to passions like we are. He was human, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it didn't for three and a half years. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, the earth brought forth fruit. Brethren, if any of you err from the truth, and you're still a believer, but if you get off on the wrong Laodicea, yeah, off on the wrong track, thinking you're okay and you're not, or whatever, but and then one converts him, you help a brother that's overcome with that problem, then let you, he, he that does that, let him know that if you convert the sinner, and that's not, we think of that as being lost, well, we still have that sinful nature. And when a person is erring from the truth, it's like it's the false teaching of, well, as long as you mean well and you can't really keep the great commandment and and when it means by faith, you can. Well, I've, I've been down that road. I don't even want, I like thinking about it anymore. And I had someone say to me one time, a man there at the radio, he said, What's the difference? And he was not in the radio. It was a fundamental Christian radio station, Born Again. They believed actually what Born Again does mean. It doesn't mean you just change your beliefs about him, although that's true. He said, when I live in you to men that believed in him as much as anybody could and the Old Testament prophets and all that. But he said, when I live in you, then you will live. That's the difference. And that, I didn't even know how to answer that question then. Uh, I knew the answer, but I thought, well, if and he was his church, as it were, didn't believe that. And I think it is about 70 percent, if not more, of denominations, as it were, don't believe truly, literally, in that the Spirit of God comes into you and you have two natures then. His nature given to you that you can live in and be in fellowship with him by not having any unforgiveness or anything you know willfully that he, like Paul said, he'll let you know if there's something. But that that's enough right there to love each other as he loves us. And to do that and to hold on to that for any amount of time is the struggle. So James is saying, though, if you're a righteous man, and to me, that's easy to prove that's what he means, is you're right with God. Elijah was right with God. He was out of the Old Testament. Uh, we, Paul, uh, James, John, they're out of the new brethren, if any of you err. Then, so what Elijah did, that's the heroes of faith in, in uh, Hebrews, or the chapter 11, I think, where they did these things, Elijah he prayed in the Spirit. So what does it mean to be in the Spirit? Like John, well, on the Lord's Day, was in the Spirit. Well, I don't mean anything other than he was, I think it means he was right with God in his heart. He was having, as Paul said, communion 
with the spirit it means you're you get your heart right and not for 20 minutes so you but as it were for the rest you know for real for the rest of your life you would hope but if you live very long that's obviously not going to be but anyway but elijah had the same strength of the spirit around him that's what the man meant i knew he meant what he meant but it was hard to i didn't know from experience what i should have known the lord hadn't woke me up as a believer to the fact that your heart's not right and you have any unforgiveness you're in darkness and how great is that darkness that was kind of a verse you had to kind of i you know well i and james it's a lot of what he says but now it's obviously my favorite thing is to read James or, as it were, the Scripture. I mean, what he said. But uh, Elijah had the same faith in prayer. But So what's the difference? If I could, I guess, put it this way, when you're right with him, righteous, that means you don't have unforgiveness, bitterness, or anger, or resentment towards anybody. You're not judging anybody. You hate sin, but you love the person unconditionally, and you don't judge them. He will do that. That's what he said. I will do that. Somebody has to, but it, we can't, for starters, don't even know enough to do it. So if we do it, like James says there again, who do you think you are? The lawgiver? Well, no. Well, then don't be the judge. Anyway, the Lord said, judge not. So if we do, it's sinful. And we can judge sin. That's the difference. All you, all you want, as powerful as you can hate sin, hate it. That's the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord, the beginning, is to hate evil. Anyway, the the effectual, uh, effectual, uh, fervent prayer of a righteous man does a lot of good. And so, the difference in praying for Elijah and for James here or John or us, what's the difference? Well. It's so profound. The faith is there with Elijah or us, the same faith of the same Spirit of God with you or in you. But when he's in you, I don't know how to put it uh, except you're, you're full of the Spirit of God. It's like the light bulbs. I don't know how. On a Christmas tree, it goes way back in my little memory. Uh, Christmas tree, the lights and all that. There was something about uh, individual, if one light went out, they all went out. You had to find which one was out. Now, I think, and now who knows what it is, but when I was growing up, they come up with the lights. Well, one can go out and the whole tree doesn't go out to all the lights. They're still burning. They're individual things like that. So it it's kind of like that in the way that you can be out of order and and overcome with that fault and another believer. James says right here, confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Because the fervent prayer of a righteous, those that are righteous, pray for those that are not. And that's what the Lord meant, Sermon on the Mount. That was to his disciples. He called up on the mountain to teach them. And he said to them, Forgive, you know, each other and pray for each other and be right with me and pray for those that abuse you and use you. I think he means believers. I, the old preacher said he really did. He said, 
I've been hurt more by believers than I ever have by unbelievers. He said, they don't like me, unbelievers, but they pretty much treat me at re- a little bit of respect. But he said, I've had believers that get to know you and they twist the knife, you know. And that's what Paul said. Yeah, I know. He said, I've Alexander the coppersmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's all about who you are. And if you're a righteous now in this time of being born again when he really lives in you he you really do have his spirit and by faith you really can live that way in total unforgiveness for anybody i mean lack of forgiveness uh, unforgiveness whatever you know what i mean but it's there and if you're part of him he's in you like paul said we know each other after the spirit not after the flesh we knew him after the flesh when he was in well, now we don't we know him in the spirit we know him in our heart and you have to see each other he said we should know each other not after the flesh even if they are in the old nature being ugly well you can see that and know that and you but you don't you have to not be that and you pray for them to be healed and then like Paul said, if you want to help someone overcome a brother or fault, be careful, very careful that you're not overcome and go to them and help them with love and in love. Speak the truth, but in love. And maybe if you don't follow yourself, but be careful or you'll be overcome by what? Anger <clears throat> or judgmental or, well, I try to tell you, you know, and all that. Well, so then a righteous man you become the light bulb that comes back on. You're part of it. You're part of the. You're you're part of the Father, the Son, the Spirit. We all have. We're all one in the Spirit. We all have the same Spirit. If we're in the right Spirit, the children of God. Yes, that's who you are. Is that new Spirit? And there again, eighty percent of the denomination don't believe that. Well, I'm sorry. I don't care if none of them do. I do because that's that's what it says and you either we have that choice of what soul to live in and that's who we are we have a new spirit though therefore we have a new soul a divine soul if we're right in that spirit in our heart the same idea and if we're not then no matter what we're told or think it's not going to come through the fire he as us, me but not me, that comes through the fire. So right here, the prayer, Elijah, he was out of the Old Testament. Uh, one another, pray for one another, be healed. That's out of the New Testament. James talking to believers for sure. So, But the faith of the Spirit of God is the same whether it's around you or in you. But what the answer was to that man's question is, when he's in you, do you realize he's the one, if you're right with him, he, as you, wants to pray for them? Well, I didn't know he prayed for us. Well, yeah, he does. The Spirit prays for us because we don't know how to pray. And he intervenes on our behalf. He, he just, So, see, there's a, it's always a bigger picture than one thinks. But still, the, the bottom line is be right with him. And then... When he, as you, 
sees the need and to pray for someone, then you do, even if they abuse you and use you and are not right with you. The, in, in, in view of that, you still, despite that, you still love them. And the fervent prayer of a right, then you are part of that prayer because you're him. And you then, if it's kind of a hard to say, but you help them by being him in you. And that's like when he was on the earth, the son of man on the earth and in heaven. His spirit was not broken. You hadn't been crucified and made sin. But as, when he said that, yeah, he was there in heaven. Or That's what I mean about us being used by him as an effectual, fervent prayer from a righteous heart of a believer is something. It's, it's, it's powerful in the way. It's sort of like, and try to not... I don't know how to say, I'll admit that, but it's kind of like the father. When the Lord said, Father, forgive them, they don't know what to do. And Paul even said, the father, God, for Christ's sake, forgave us, you, and you won't forgive each other for Christ's sake. He forgave you for his sake. What? See, and it, it's a pretty rough call there. <clears throat> it's more than that. It's, uh, it'll put you in guilt. And when you really, really look at it. So pray for one another to be healed of what? The fault you have. And like James says, if you love each other, you'll you'll keep the law. <laughs> That's the idea. It is. The great commandment is the great commandment. And all the ten come out of that. That's what the Lord said. So it's true. And he lives in us. That's all the difference in the world. We still have the old nature to struggle with or be overcome by or to be victorious in the new creature who we really are. And the fire that we go through, the trial by fire, to it, it will purify us. Like he said, come unto me and by gold I'm tried in the fire. Come unto me and be the me that's not me, but it's me, but not. Be that in him by faith, by faith. Anything is possible because by faith, it's always implied he said so. And you believe that? Yes, <laughs> sir, it will happen. Anyway, um, so the difference in the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's all about the power of the Spirit of God. But in the New Testament, we are the New Testament. We are the new covenant, the new creature, him as us, unless we choose to serve self and go back to the old and cover up ourselves. But Paul said, if you would just reckon that old man dead and put it away again, he would raise you up again. The Lord said every day, crucify yourself, die to yourself, and he'll raise you up in newness of life. And yeah, it's a struggle and goes back and over and again. But is it not worth it? Like Paul said, it's not even to be compared to what we have for being faithful, what it cost us to be. It's not even compared. So it's all about him, period, end of story. In you, as you, other people, not or what. He's the creator. Like Paul said to philosophers that were lost as they could be. In him, you live and move 
and have your existence. You just don't know it. But you know, kind of down deep in your heart, you did, because I saw a monument out there to the true God, the one you don't know. And they would have known, yeah, we know all the others. That one we don't know. I think they would say, and he, Paul's right. A lot of them said, yeah, he's right as he can be. That That's what it is. He represents that God. And yeah, he become a man. Sure, we're made in the image of our gods, we say. And Paul refuted all logically. He he, Some of them just get mad and walk out. <laughs> but those that had any that belonged to the Lord, they heard him. And there again, it's up to him. Everything is. Everything. I mean everything. And it's uh, it's a real privilege to even try to to talk about the the truth of it all but thank you for for listening to the program